voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 656. And this is December the 8th, 2022. You know, sometimes you have to run a promo because you have to. But if I hear that Cinnamon Bear one one more time, (laughs) oh, man. Sometimes you do things because you should, but... Oh. We've heard it a few times this week, haven't we, Bill? We have. Yes, we have. Uh, I'm going to leave that for this week. You've never heard of the cinnamon bear? It's Not Jeff's favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's been around for a long, long time. It's an old-time radio show. It was not on any network. It was syndicated, by, I believe. No, it was a series that went for like 26 episodes or whatever yeah, the case. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah. I don't know, but I'll take a pass. Didn't Thank Neil you. Young do that uh, song, Cinnamon Bear? Yeah, I, I want to live with a cinnamon yeah. bear. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, anyway, let's turn it over to Jeff for something positive, I hope. Positive. Well, first of all, I got a call from my brother-in-law, and he's he's never heard All Things Radio, so he wanted to know where to get it and how to find it, and I gave him all the information. But for, but for his benefit, for those people who don't know, All Things Radio has been around for almost 14 years, and it, and it is what it is, is All Things Radio. And we talk about radio, and we, and we do a lot of other things. Yeah, so first right. of all, we'll start things off with Hi. our national... Well, We'll start things off with our national perspective on radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Then we'll have a feature that Bill has found for us. It's a feature on Ken Coleman. Used to be the radio announcer for the Boston Red Sox. Next, we're traveling to Quixie and Dixie, WQXI in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to hear Gary Granger from 1967. And finally, we're going to hear a radio station that's called the Holiday Season Radio, from iHeartRadio, and that, that this is they're doing what Odyssey does, and they have a lot of specialty stations that aren't necessarily on their radio stations, but they're on the internet. And iHeart iHeartRadio has holiday season radio. We get to hear what what Jody, Sam, and and uh, Murphy have. So that's all we can say right now is that here we go. And I'll turn it over to you, Bill. All right, Jeff. Well, we are. Uh, we're going to bring. Looks like I've got a little competition here, screeners. Oh, wow. What? I got it. I got rid of it. You got rid of it? Good. Because I didn't want to have to clear the whole queue. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. Let's bring Bernie in for just a couple things. Number one, Bernie. Wait, Chris, I'm here. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bernie is here, and Bernie is, well, we have two things. The removal, well, the departing or parting of the ways, I don't think we know it all yet, but Dan Dockage from WFNI uh, 
what, 1070, they don't call it 1070, the fan now, 107.5, the fan in 93.5. But anyway, he's a midday host or was on the fan. And he said today this was it. So what else? Did he actually say that on the air? I I read that's what he told his listener. But when I heard him go off, he didn't say it. I heard him go off now that I've mentioned that. He did not say that on the show. Now that you think about that. Well, yeah. You you know, you can, you can paint these things however you want, but, uh, it was definitely a parting of the ways and it was not one of those things that he would have chosen to do. Oh, in other words, he was security showed him the door. So, but he, but I will say he was a. If it was the case today, he was a pro about it till the end because I heard him switch over from, um, to JMV, and he did not did not mention a thing about it. Now that I think about that, because I was listening on my little Sense Mini device, and I was listening to it when they switched the show. So he did not say a thing unless they blocked something out on the Internet that, you know, I'm not aware of. So I, I just have a feeling maybe he didn't know. Uh, yeah. Um, that's the way yeah, it happened. I don't know. I, I, well, you, I know, know. you know, Bernie, a lot of times, if they got to get rid of someone in radio, and I've seen it happen over and over again, they won't tell the person until after the show is over because they don't want any publicity oh, exactly. on the air. And so yeah. that's not yeah. it's not uncommon to, for that to happen, and it happens quite a bit. Because if he was told on the air, you know he would go off. Oh, uh, yeah. And don't. that's what they yeah. don't want. I, I guess, though, or would, he, would he or could it be, Bernie, that if he thought that, okay, if I want to get another job like this in the future, it might be better for me not to go off? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he would think that far ahead, but it could happen. <laughs> I, I don't think well, so, well, I don't think so, Perry. I got to tell he's you. He's got his other deals that he's doing too, isn't it? The Bleach, not Bleach Report or Barstool, whichever one he's on. Uh, he, so was he, he may on not that be worried who, as much about the local radio. Yeah, that one in, down in Nashville, the 360, the whatever yeah, they. I'll kick the coverage. I'll, I'll kick, kick the, the coverage, yeah. but I don't think he's doing that anymore. That was a joke anyway. And so, whatever the the case may be. So, for, for the, what it's worth, the uh, the email came out at three twenty one. Oh, so between then and then and then, and I'm surprised yeah. JMV's listeners didn't say anything about it. Because when you work for a radio station, you don't say things about what's happening no, behind no, the scenes like that. And the listeners would have been cut out. They would have dumped the listeners if they right. said anything on the air about it. They would have yeah. dumped the call. But yeah. I'm going to give you a little positive news. Tuesday, Jeff Smolian's book came out about his life and history at Emmis and the broadcasting business. What is it? Upside Down Roller Coaster. And, of course, I ordered it last week, and it was ready to go. So yesterday and today, I've crammed and read the whole book. You know, that book, it brought back so many memories to... You know, the old story about a 
story about WIFE radio. How about a young board, a guy working at WIFE by the name of Scott Wheeler, um, the owner of WIFE, Don, trying to think of his name, Burton. He, Don Burton. Yeah. He requested a song that was recorded in 1912, some crazy year, and Scott said, well, sir, that's not on our playlist. He said, I'm the owner. It is now. I'm cleaning up the language. But he, he had to stuck. play he that song. drunk at the bar at Yeah, he was. The other... It was, it was Spanish yeah. Eyes by Al Martino. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Which had been on their playlist in 1966. Right. The um, other things I glimpsed from the book, and this was a Paul, all a part of Indianapolis radio history, was Jeff coming back from USC and taking over his cousin's radio station, WNTS, which they switched to a news talk station in May of 74. Well, the station was an AM daytimer at the top of the dial. Well, you know stations at 1590. And that, and he talked about the struggles there and how they really just barely made it a little over a year. And thank goodness for the NIS or News and Information Service from NBC. And that was, you know, a, a great story. And the talent was on there, but... That was his first brush against real failure. And then the story about the move-in of WSVL, which became WENS, and how the broadcasters in town kept blocking, and they couldn't get a tower site, and how they had to move one in Shelby County to Fairland, not where it is now, Bernie, but they, they yeah. that's the closest they could get it at the time and how Bob Hawkins was struggling to get that all together the studio and and he got it together the night before about 3.30 in the morning he got up at 5.30 on the 4th of July and the station was on the air and the disc jockey played the wrong song you <laughs> might yeah. know more about that story but um, and how they they went up and within six months to a year, they had that station up to a 10 share and then went on to Minnesota and then it just went on from there to St. Louis. Do you know, Michael will remember Casey, I think it's called, and how they had to try yeah. to change that image and to get that going and. It just went on and on and about. Yeah, I was a I was a big fan of Energy ninety six five uh, when I lived in Houston. That was a great. I love that station. station. That was it a was cool great. Station. But you know, yeah, we barely I mentioned know. WIBC in there. A little bit as competition early, you know. But he didn't really talk a lot about the fan or WFNI. I know he kept. The last thing he kept was the you know the Indianapolis market, but you know the trip into baseball, the Seattle Mariners, and how that didn't work out after a couple of years, and 
His he talked much about Austin in there, about the Austin stations. No, he did not say anything about well, the Austin stations. Because he, he owned them for 15 years, a part owner. Yeah, right. Years, he he did years, not then. really, you know, the New York stations, the Los Angeles, what is it, Power 106.7, I think, maybe? 106, 105.9. Oh, it's one, it's, it's uh, KPWR, Power 105.9. It used to be K-West 106 years ago. Yeah. And he talked about that, and he talked about, you know, he's trying to get this next radio and how how hard they worked at that, and they had to rebuild Emmis twice because they were just, you know, things that went bad in the market, out of money, all of these types of things. But, I, you know, I don't want to run too much of the book, but I will just say it's you a wonderful read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was the plan. I'm but not even going to read it now. Uh, he gets his name for his book report. He's good. But you're not yeah, going to. That's, that's your book report. Yeah. But, Bernie, you're not going to. You you spent the money on it already, so you're going to read it eventually, but Yeah, I'm going to read it. I'm I was. But, but it's because my name wasn't in it. Yeah, why yeah. You, your name wasn't in there, because I was looking for. That's why I listened so well to it but i guess i i was i'm, I'm kind of sad about it really i mean i don't expect anything but it's i don't know we had such a a good interesting relationship you know from the beginning and um, you know well when you write your book bernie book, right you can be the only talk about it. i'm not gonna write a book but bernie you know what though if <laughs> oh we need the Bernieography. right but if yeah. you if you read the book you'll understand why he hired you and stuck with you because if you were loyal to him, he was loyal to you, and he was one. He said, "I'm the one that was the sucker. Anybody could ask me for anything." Or did, he said, "I'm pretty much was a pushover, but but he he was just that way, Bernie. He, you could just tell by the I reading know. of the I book. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> so." It doesn't surprise me, but the people that were loyal to him stuck around like Rick Cummings, and I don't know if Rick is still there, yeah. and all of those guys, they were they were there, and those people just stayed with him, and they didn't have to, but the, you know, they just, you know, they always talked here in Indianapolis when um, the guy from that went to Boston, that went from Butler, the coach. Brad Stevens. Oh, um, uh, Brad Stevens. Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. You know, he always said there was a Butler way. I think there was the Emmis way. And I think there was a culture there based upon this book. And it totally they, was. Yeah. Totally was. Yeah. It was awesome even, even yeah. if I'm not in the book, I'm glad to have been a part of it all because yeah. it was... It was the greatest. It was just the best. And he said, and as a, as you a know, blind person, I, I don't think I don't think I would have lasted very long at all in another radio station, whether I'm good or not. It right. You know, if they had to go out of their way for you or do something extra or whatever, right. they might not have done that. And that's a big thing. That's an important thing. But I took a, maybe I went in there with that slant to the book. But he, he believed, and of course, I wasn't a part of the meetings, but it sounded like it was pretty 
free flowing and you wouldn't get in trouble if you said what you know if you disagreed at a meeting you might not get your way but at least yeah. you could express your opinion that was just my take you're right so that's just mine Any, you're right Anybody have anything else before we go to the news? And just, Bill, just so that people know, that it is not on yet anyway. It is not on Bard, of course, and it is not on Bookshare yet. But you guys got it through, what is it, Kindle? And, I got it through uh, Kindle, Audible? and it's also available on Audible. Very Audible. I'm still waiting Kindle. for the Bernie book, the Berniography. Yeah. You're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> well, if somebody pays yeah. you enough, maybe Bernie uh, will do it. Well, the key is you don't try to write it. You just get a voice recorder, right, and just put down your words. I know. That's Things exactly that right. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kindle, familiarize me. If you get that book, does it read in the iPhone voice, or can you get a better voice? Than... It'll read in whatever voice you put on it. But uh, I, I just prefer it because I don't want, I don't want someone expressing to me how they think it should be. Unless it's the author himself, you know, that's different. But some audible books get so over the top with dramatics that I just I just can't read them. They did not with this one. It was just read straight by him. Very serious, straight down the middle, very little different inflection, you know, just reading the book, not making any comments. I read Ken Sterling's book about a year ago. And his audible book was, you know, he would stop and make a comment or two, you know, and that that wasn't done in this book. It was just straight down the middle. You, you know, it's like you would read it off the pages. So that's right, right. You know, and so if you like that, that would be good. But Kindle is a is a good way too, and you can get Kindle Voices, and you can also get that book. I think they'll make it into an audible book for you or do something with your Kindle now. I think I've read that, but I don't know. But however you're familiar with reading it, it's a good thing. And I would definitely recommend that book. He doesn't have a problem in saying he screwed something up. You know, we know people, I know them work right here on this on this station, right here on The Legend. Never made a mistake, never did this, never wrong, never. I, I, I like the honesty in people. So has anybody got anything else before I send it to Jeff's award-winning news? Nope. Guess not. Here we go. Hey. Speaking of honesty... Straightforward. That's Jeff. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Changes are coming to ESPN locally in New York City and on ESPN National. In Atlanta, Georgia, 99X adopts a classical turn of the format. Could the performance royalty be reality for radio? And finally, we'll let you know what's happening on the street and provide you information on those personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting with ESPN National and ESPN Local in New York City making changes at the beginning of next year. According to a recent article in the New York Post, ESPN locally owned radio station WEP 
WEPN AM, as well as WEPN FM, which is being run under a local market agreement, will be making changes at the beginning of next year. The Morning Show, which is hosted by Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg, will air Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. till 10 a.m. This has been done so that the station can better compete with WFAN's Morning Show, hosted by Boomer Esiason and Chio. The show that's hosted by Bart Scott and Alan Hahn, which airs Monday through Friday from noon to 3 on the ESPN National, will become a local show airing in ESPN New York from noon to 3. With these schedule changes, ESPN locally in New York City, that's WEPN-FM, will have local programming for 16 hours a day. The only time that ESPN National will air will be from 10 to noon with the Mike Greenberg Show and overnights. Another change coming to ESPN Radio is WEPN-AM, which will air the full lineup of ESPN National Programming. In Atlanta, Georgia, what happens to a radio station when a format just doesn't work out? Why not redo the original format that the radio station had been doing since 1992 very successfully? Well, that's what's happening at radio station WNNX-FM. They're reverting back to their original format, which they began in 1992. The format is now a classic alternative rock format, playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. By now, the format is running without any radio announcers. However, I suspect that after the holidays, a staff of radio announcers will be added to the radio station. We've been hearing about this for the last few years. Could that performance royalty be reality for radio? The House Judiciary Committee is marking up a bill that would require radio stations to pay performance royalties to artists. However, this would have to be voted on by the House and the Senate, and the National Association of Broadcasters says this would ruin small and medium market radio stations, especially the AM stations that play music. We'll let you know more about this if this bill ever comes to fruition in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to take a look and find out what's happening on the street. In San Francisco, California, KSAN is welcoming back Nikki Black to the air schedule. She'll be KSAN's new afternoon drive personality. She returns to this radio station after working for the radio station between 2005 and 2015. Congratulations go out to Travis Daly, who's a new program director at radio station KUBL-FM in Salt Lake City, Utah. Travis Daly comes to this radio station after being laid off by Beasley Media in Tampa, Florida. Now let's move to Denver, Colorado, where iHeartMedia has made changes to the radio landscape at radio station KOA-AM in Denver, Colorado. Gina Gondek has been added as morning co-host to their morning news show, which is hosted by Marty Lenz. Gina Gondek comes to this radio station after working for radio station WOKV-FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Congratulations go out to Andy Riggs, who'll be joining the morning crew at radio station KKBQFM in Houston, Texas. The station is owned and operated by Cox Media and programs of country format. Andy Riggs comes to this radio station after working for Odyssey in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In other news, after seven years, Robbie Williams is departing as local media director for Town Square Media. He wants to focus his attention on his executive coaching business. In Albany, New York, Randy McCartan is leaving his morning show position at radio station WRVE-FM, which is owned and operated by iHeartMedia. After being laid off in 2020, Randy McCartan came back to the radio station in 2021 to host mornings for the radio station. However, Randy McCartan started working at the radio station in 1994 and was program director of radio station WRVE-FM, WTRY-FM, and WKKF-FM, all in the Albany market. Who says you can't come back to where you used to work? Well, that's not true in radio, as Nick Rivers is returning to the Stevens Media Rochester cluster. He'll be the operations manager for the following radio stations, WFKL-FM with a variety hits format, WZNE-FM with their alternative rock format, and W. WRRM-FM with their adult contemporary format. Nick Rivers comes to this radio station after working for Town Square Media in Buffalo, New York. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen November Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one ranked radio station is WBLS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in New York City is WSKQ-FM with a Spanish format. In Los Angeles, California, the number one ranked radio station is KBIG-FM with a hot adult 
adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KOSTFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Los Angeles, California is KRTHFM with a classic hits format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one ranked radio station is WDRVFM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WLITFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WVAZFM with an urban adult contemporary format. In San Francisco, California, the number one ranked radio station is KQED FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KCBS AM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Francisco, California is KOIT FM with an adult contemporary format. In Dallas, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KZPS FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is KLNO FM with a regional Mexican format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Dallas, Texas is KLUV FM with a classic hits format. In Houston, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KODA FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KGLK FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Houston, Texas is KKHH FM with an adult hits format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one ranked radio station is WSRV FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is WALR FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WSBAM with a news talk format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WIPFM with its all sports format. The number two ranked radio station is WMMRFM with a rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMGKFM with a classic rock format. Out on Long Island, the number one ranked radio station is WHTZFM with a pop CHR format. The number two ranked radio station is WAXQFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station out on Long Island is WFAN-FM with its all-sports format. In Riverside, California, the number one ranked radio station is KOLA-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSGN-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Riverside, California is KFRG-FM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one ranked radio station is KOIT-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KCBS-AM with its all-news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Jose, California is KUFX-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, out in New Jersey, and it encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rank radio station is WKXW-FM with a talk format. The number two rank radio station is WAXQ-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station out of New Jersey is WSKQ-FM with a Spanish tropical format. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one is Progressive Insurance, followed by Indeed, Home Depot, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, and Kohl's Department Stores. Finally, is this a sign of the times? Summit Media has surrendered its license for its two only AM radio stations in Honolulu, Hawaii. 650 KPRP AM and 940 KKNE AM. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you, Jeff. Just a quick add-on to the story we talked about, Dan Dockage. He's going to continue that show every day on OutKick, the coverage on YouTube every day. 
What a come down. All right, by the way, go for ahead. The, I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you by, by the way, for, for those who don't know, I didn't give the re- AM the, the stuff because they, they didn't do well, a lot of them. But WINS, and it was only their first book as an FM station, uh, they went from, uh, well, they, of course, it's hard to say, but they had no ratings in, uh, they, they went from uh, up to about 3.5 from a 1.0. Um, and they only had two books because of the way they, they do the ratings because it was WNYL. I mean, WNYL FM on 92.7. So um, they were, uh, uh, as uh, the guy who does ratings uh, that I read says, that that was pretty fantastic. They were able to yeah. more than double their audience. Good start. Wow. Very so good. That's rare. So, What's wrong? Did the transmitter go off? No. <laughs> it's all quiet. Everybody stopped. Everybody yeah. stopped there for a second. I don't, I don't know. But uh, by the way, you'll, I think you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some news next week about Cumulus and some news about Canada. And we've got some uh, lots of good stories coming up next week. So we'll uh, just stay tuned and you'll find out. Mm-hmm. Oh. So anyway... Anybody else got anything else they want to talk about the news? Any trends? Trends? I did hear interesting. There was an interesting little item, and I don't know who paid for this survey, and I don't know how accurate it is. And you always want to know statistics what the generation of the survey was. There was a little thing in the Richard Wagner column in the L.A. Times that said that the there's been a survey that says only 12 percent of people listening to uh, radio broadcasts are streaming them. Only 12% huh. surprised me. I would have thought that would have been more, yeah. but then again, you you can you you have to say, well, how was the survey conducted? Who were yeah. they testing? Yeah. And, and, I mean, there's a lot of questions before you can just say 12%. Because and so many it, people listen on their iPhones. They may be in the market, but they're listening on their iPhones anyway, so I don't know how they defined it either. You know, it was just a throwaway in that, just a sentence. And I, I think we'd have, it, it really warrants a, a real article about that because, you know, if, if hopefully you'll do one. Well, we'll see and what one happens. Thing, one thing I found interesting, I noticed they're going to move that Barton Hahn to a local show, and I'm like, is that going to work locally? It doesn't work nationally. I'm like, is it people in New York really going to even get into it? They didn't listen to it nationally, and they're going to listen to it locally. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know about. how good he was on FAN, he and uh, Maggie there. I don't he wasn't that great. Was. Bart Scott wasn't that great on FAN that I heard. Yeah. Well, you know, you, we really don't know. And we'll, on, come January, come come the new year, we'll find out when when the ratings come out. We'll see how well they they, they got a row to hoe to get FAN. FAN's really entrenched, so we'll see what well, we can do. But and you also got to remember, Sean, that WFAN has been doing this since 1987, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Right. And so no, no, and I'm not saying I'm not even saying they're going to beat FAN, but I'm going okay. If you're going to get a local show, are you going to get the national show that was doing bad? Are you going to go try to get somebody locally that might? You know, bring a little more pep to it is what I'm. Well, you know, they're, they're not going to beat FAN, but yeah. Well, you don't know that. Well, let's see what let's see what, what let's see what the next rating oh. books say. That's all I can say. Oh. How about if how about if we do something that I know people will enjoy, and that's Jennifer Sparks' call. Oh yes, caller and format changes. Yeah, yeah. we'll do yep. that. But I will tell you, I think Sean's right about Barton on. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take a, a book. Yeah. Uh, yep. You can listen and tell. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yeah. Well, you'll That's see. That's why they run local most of the time. They don't run them, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, you'll see. And they also took off that Sarah Spain in the evenings. And, uh, well, she left. She, she left. left she worked, yeah. Yeah. She's still going to work for it, but 
it looks like Freddie Freddie and Fitz keep coming on earlier and earlier and earlier. I like Fred. He's yep. good. I, I like him. Yeah, yeah Freddie yeah, Fred Coleman's good. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. All right. Well, I better say Jennifer's pretty good or there's trouble for me. Are you going to have no food? There is. I can... Yep. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of December 8th. WGAU AM 1340, Athens, Georgia. Change the slogan from Fox News 1340, WGAU to WGAU 98.7 FM and 1340 AM. WDMO FM 95.7, Baldwin, Wisconsin. Changes calls to WSCM FM. WEDBAM 790, Johnson City, Tennessee. Changes format from talk to adult hits. WHCY FM 106.3, Blairstown, New Jersey. Changes format from hot AC to country and changes slogan from Max 106.3 to The Bear. WSSI FM 92.7, Darien, Georgia. Changes city of license to St. Simons Island. KDJI AM 1270, Holbrook, Arizona. Changes format from silent to news talk. KKNG FM 97.3, Blanchard, Oklahoma. Changes format from not available to religious teaching. WVMP FM 101.5, Venton, Virginia. Changes format from not available to religious teaching. WBQO FM 93.7, St. Simons Island, Georgia. Changes city of license to Darien. K. XFF FM 106.1 Colorado City, Arizona changes format from adult hits to sports and changes slogan from Dave FM Utah to Fox Sports Utah. WNNX FM 100.5 College Park, Georgia changes format from rock to modern alternative rock and changes slogan from rock 100.5 to 99X. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. Sounds like that market, the St. Simons, Georgia market, had a little bit of a swing in action there. How about that, Bill? There's a WSSI. I bet the DJs don't make much. They can't go over their limits <laughs> right. or anything. Yeah. WSSI. <laughs> and yep. we, we used to have a, a benefit there at Social Security. It was called DAC benefits, D-A-C, a disabled adult child. I've yeah. always looked for a DAC, a W-D-A-C. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I remember writing programs for that bill because when I was working for the state as a computer programmer, we worked for the for what they called state data exchange, and we handled the accounting for the federal money that the state uh, got, and for the state money that we that that was paid as well. And we had DAK, DAK, and they had we had PNA, which stood for Personal Needs Allowance, and those were people who were older in nursing homes and stuff like that. So it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting time of my life at that point. 
I think WPNA is one of those brokered time broker stations Thank around you. Detroit someplace. I'm not, or Chicago, maybe. Yeah, it's in Chicago. They have a Polish format. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's okay. okay. I knew I'd seen that called somewhere. My un- unpaid assistant just bought me a glass of iced tea. That oh, was okay. very All nice. Right. Yeah, Good that, nourishment for you, Bill. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever listen to the Tampa Bay broadcast on the radio for the, for the race? They have a concierge, a booth concierge, they always say. That's pretty cool to have a concierge. Yeah, they, they really concierge. do, or if they just say they do. I don't know, but yeah. they, they, but they be, You know, because I used to say I had a producer, and her name was Sophia, and mm-hmm. she was like the hottest woman in the building. <laughs> and... Uh, she was so hot, and I, I, I could hardly concentrate when she was around. And she didn't exist. Yeah, it was all. It was. It was all. In, it's like Angie, baby, on the Helen Reddy song. Though, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> we'll go to that. But you know what I mean. Yep. But well, uh, yeah, it, it's fun the stuff you can do on the radio. But one thing I'd like to see is a station say, "We are not playing any Christmas music this year." I'd love that. Baja no radio they all call the time. It. Yeah, Baja yeah, Bob, radio. Right. Have you ever seen a station that didn't play Christmas music on Christmas Day at some various time or another? Or have you ever seen them just go all the way through Christmas? I've seen seen some stations like CHRs that would pretty much format on Christmas Eve and uh, maybe some AORs. Yeah. I know know people would probably say that. I know that people there are people who would probably. I didn't mind in the 60s when, uh, you know, the the top 40 stations would play the occasional. Yeah. Oh. I'm telling you, the station I work for is driving me crazy. They started, (laughs) what, a couple weeks or a week before Thanksgiving? And when I was, I had to go to a funeral thing the other day and riding in the car, and they had on B1057, and they were playing the Christmas music and said, I just well, couldn't just wait for it. funeral. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no. But you, uh, it, the one thing I do like about it is that there is so much to talk about. You know, stuff going on around town. Yeah. Uh, various Christmas TV shows, things like that. Uh, and, I mean, I did three shows today, and I did them in like an hour. Because great. You, you can you can just keep going. You don't have to stop or look around. You hear the little, ch- you hear the little cha-ching in your head as you work along there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, you can you can just do that. I that this funeral I went to or the to the showing, they got in there, and the first thing we got in trouble for was talking. We didn't know you couldn't talk in there, and. But then, when I couldn't talk, so I was just standing there listening, and they were playing this music, and they were using all the four-letter words you could ever think of, <laughs> or whatever, and all this kind of stuff, and all. I thought, are you really showing respect here? Am I getting that old, or whatever? But I thought, wow, what? You know, whoa. Who knows? All right, how Jeff. About we, how about if we do some Ken Coleman? Yeah. That, uh, All right. Yeah. We're going to do this from 1967. I got a request from a user. 
in northeast Ohio by the name of Al is in Parma Heights. Al, yeah. I couldn't find anything I really liked from Cleveland, so I had to go to Boston and get this from 1967. I will say, when we're looking for something to do for the show, if we're looking for something in the 10 to 15 minute range and something more than two or three minutes. So, and it has to be something of substance or it doesn't pass Jeff and I's test. <laughs> right, Jeff? I, I guess so. <laughs> well, that's what you tell me all the time. <laughs> so, so we'll play this from 1967. I remember this, listening to this at the blind school. Well, they didn't call it the blind school. Yes, they did then. They call it something different now. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Too many letters and not enough. Here we go. Yeah, I agree. This is really a love story. An affair twixt a town and a team. A town that had waited and waited for what seemed an impossible dream. Here's the pitch, and Scott hits one deep into center field. This one is back. This one is gone. The story had its beginning under the Florida sun. The odds makers looked them over and said 100 to 1. But the team had a sort of a new look, a new manager stepping in, and he taught them a baseball lesson. It's much more fun to win. They came north to Frosty Fenway and won their opening game. And the fans began to sense it. This year was not quite the same. A young and exciting ball club, the Fenway faithful said... Could this club go all the way? Most fans shook their heads. From past years, what has been said is, uh, so far this year, is a repetition of what's been said in the years before. And uh, if it's any indication of what's happened before, I think we're in for another letdown. Then they traveled to Yankee Stadium for an early April game. And a kid pitcher from Toronto... Knocked on the door of fame. Billy Rohr. On the threshold with a tremendous performance today. Eight hits in the game. All of them belong to Boston. Rohr winds. Here it comes. Fly ball to deep left. Yastrzemski is going hard. Way back. Way back. And he dives and makes a tremendous catch.
two down on the Yankee night. Three runs, eight hits for Boston. No runs, no hits for New York. Gibson with a sign. Roar into his windup. The left-hander delivers. Line drive into right field for a base hit. Tony Canigliaro taking it on the first hop. No chance. A line shot to right field. Has stopped the bid of Billy Roar for a no-hit game in his first Major League start. And the town began to take notice of this fighting, hustling team. Fifth place, perhaps, but pennant, just an impossible dream. For Boston had watched and waited 21 frustrating years while April's high aspirations turned to September's tears. But on the bench, manager Williams refused to sing the blues. He made one promise only, we'll win more than we lose. At times, he seemed mistaken. The team had hit the skids. But they sounded attack and came battling back. They call them the Cardiac Kids. McLaughlin ready. The pitch to Foy. Line toward left field deep. And it is up there for a home run. in this ball game has fouled to the catcher, single to center, and reached second in the seventh on a two-base throwing error by Fergosi, who took his ground ball and threw it into the Boston dugout. Five to four, California. Here's the pitch. Line toward left field deep, and it is Ida! Tigers came back. They had the lead going into the ninth inning by a run, but Yaz tied it up, and we're now in the tenth. Dalton Jones up against Marshall. Jones wraps one deep toward right. It's up, and it is gone. Home run upper deck for Dalton Jones. The Red Sox take the lead. One ball, no strikes to toehead Jerry Adair. Reggie Smith representing the winning run at third. Crowd anxious on every pitch. Rojas wants another sign. Leans in. Gets it. Winds. Fires. Ground ball. Hit the third. It's past third base into left field. And Reggie Smith scores the winning run. the second pinch hitter used by Dick Williams today. Dalton Jones came through with a single in the sixth inning. Rojas wants another side. Gets it. Goes to the motion. Throws. Swinging strike at a high pitch. He just foul tipped it into Rogers' glove. One ball, two strikes. He got him to go for a pitch that was high. Maybe a little bit above shoulder level and Norm didn't get it. One and two. Angels infield in. Seaburn bent at the plate, waiting. Here's Rojas, winding, throwing. And there's a line drive to right center field, a base hit. Going up the alley, rolling to the bullpen wall. All the way to home. Three runs will score. Seaburn has gone to third. Here's the throw to the plate to get Andrews too late. It's three runs and a triple for Seaburn. 
eight to nothing. Reggie Smith homered in the fourth to make it eight to one. Yaz had a three-run homer in the fifth, and they got four runs on three hits in the sixth and tied it. Five ball hit deep into left center field, and it is a home run. sang the praises of this surprising team, the Red Sox baseball symphony developed a dominant theme. Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski. There's a well-hit ball toward left, but Yastrzemski back, still back. He runs, he's got it. A great catch. Here comes the runner back to first base. He is there. A fine catch by Yastrzemski. Here's Carl Yastrzemski, and there's a long drive toward right field, back near the bullpen, it is going to be gone, a home run! Detroit leads 5-4, to four, one out in the Boston ninth. Here's the windup, and the pitch. There's a drive going deep to right field, and it is tied up. Carl Yastrzemski has tied it up in the ninth inning with a home run into the upper deck in right field. It is five to five. It won't last, the experts said. They haven't got the speed. At all-star break, for heaven's sake, just six games from the lead. And hope soared high when in July a lengthy road trip beckoned. Look at them go, ten in a row, and now our kids are second. Sure, the Tigers lead. Chicago has speed and the Twins still have Oliva. But with Yaz and Scott and what we've got, just feel that pennant fever. A great catch here, a clutch hit there. They're winning them with style. Lonborg and Bell are pitching well, and there's Wyatt and there's Lyle. We need those wins to match the Twins, the Tigers, and Chicago. Come on, Lee Stang. Go, Brandon, baby. Blind them, Santiago. The catching crew is coming through. Mike and Russ and Ellie. Andrews, Jones, Adair, Foy, and Rico Petroselli. And glory be, there's Tony C. with homer number 20. We may not win the flag, but boy, at least we'll scare them plenty. The pitch by Stevenson, a chopper over the mound, may be tough, charged by Petroselli, throws to first, he's out, the ball game is over. A clutch play by Rico Petroselli ends it all. As Jerry Stevenson gets a save in a wild and woolly ball game and a 12-11 to 11 win by the Red Sox. The 
he cuts at the first pitch. Base hits the left field. Charged by Yastrzemski. Runner is being held. He runs past the side. He's throwing. He's out of the plate. Josephson, a right-handed batter. Barry, a fast man at third. Wyatt looks in at him and throws. And there's a little blooper to right field. Carnival coming on, has a weak arm. Here comes the throw to the plate. It is... Out at home. He is out. Carnival has thrown the runner out at the plate. And the ball game is over. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Hit on the ground to Petroselli. Here's the throw home. And he is out at the plate. to his left and suddenly took a high bad hop. He nailed it. Fired to Mike Ryan and they got Campaneras coming in. Then, one August night, the kid in right lies sprawling in the dirt. The fastball struck him square. He's down. Is Tony badly hurt? The doctors say he'll be okay, but he won't be back this year. If Tony's through, what can they do? Who'll carry them from here? If you just turn your radio on, it's happened again. Yastrzemski's hit a three-run homer and is now 6-2 Red Sox. The September race maintains its pace. The pressure's great, it seems, and only one percentage point divides the four top teams. The days grow few. We're down to two at home against the Twins. We must take both. The dream is through if Minnesota wins. But the dream's not through. It's tied at two. Come on, implore the fans. And Scotty steps up to the plate and belts one toward the stands. Here's the pitch, and Scott hits one deep into center field. This one is back. This one is gone. The ball, it soars. The crowd, it roars. The dream is coming true. And now the hero crosses home. And now it's three to two. A one-run lead's not all we need, the Fenway faithful shout. Now number eight is at the plate, and now he hits one out. The check by Merritt, the 3-1 delivery. It's deep toward right field. This may be gone. It's out of here. Hold on. Now it's down to just one game. The Twins lead 2-0. Four innings left. And two runs down. We have to have a hero. The applause is for Jim Lonborg, who leads off in the last half of the sixth inning for the Red Sox. He's pitched tremendous baseball today, allowing just two hits. And two runs have scored for the Twins on errors, and that's all there have been in the game, as Dean Chance has also worked brilliantly. Lonborg has one of the four Boston hits off Dean. He singled the right, leading off the third inning. 
chance throws. Longboard punts it down third. Tovar in. No play. He's safe. Jerry Adair is at the plate. Here's the pitch. Ground ball back up the middle in the center field for a base hit. Longboard around second and holding. Runners at first and second and nobody out. Jerry Adair rips one up the middle. Second baseman Carew went diving for the baseball and couldn't reach it. And it went through into center. And the Red Sox now in the sixth. Have runners at first and second. Nobody out. They're trailing Minnesota two to nothing. And the batter is Dalton Jones. There's a ground ball base hit into left field. Lundborg is being held up at third base. The bases are full. Right-hander winds and fires. Jastrzemski lines a base hit into center field. One run is in. Adair's around second. He will score. Going to third is Jones. It's tied to two. And Harrelson is up. Chance leans in. Now to the belt. Right-hander throws. The pitch. High chopper to Versailles. No chance of a throw to the plate. Safe. Jones scores. The Red Sox lead 3-2. Fly ball in back of second. Backpedaling is Carew under it. He's got it. And the Red Sox are out in the sixth inning. But what a sixth inning it was. Boston has come up with five runs on four hits, one error, two wild pitches, and two men are left. And at the end of six, the Red Sox lead the Twins five to two. That was part of it anyway. Yeah, well, that that gives me chills when I hear it because it was 1967. And, of course, the impossible dream. The Red Sox had the year before finished ninth. 72 wins, 90 losses, and the next year they won 92 and 70. And as they said, they battled the Tigers, White Sox, and Twins right down to the end and, and won it the last day of the season there. The other voice on there with Ken Coleman doing the play-by-play was uh, Ned Martin, of course. And people are familiar with his voice, did a lot of national radio in, in the 70s and 80s and stuff. And uh, But, uh, you know, Ken, was, Ken had just come in after 65 season. Kurt Gowdy went national, went to NBC full-time, started to do the game of the week in 66, and they looked uh, for a replacement. Ken Coleman was from here. He was born in Quincy, Massachusetts. He went to North Quincy High School, went to Curry College in Milton, next town over, and uh, had gone to Cleveland, I think in about 53, 54, was the Browns TV voice, and that's why you wouldn't get much audio out of that. Supposedly, somebody one time gave him all the Jim Brown touchdowns that uh, he called, you know, a recording of that. He's in the NFL Hall of Fame. A lot of the early TV announcers like Chuck, Chuck Thompson and different ones are in the NFL Hall of Fame. He is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But anyway, so he came uh, here in 66. He also did the Indians on TV for many years, too. Not on the radio, but on TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. He came here in 66. They almost hired Merle Harmon, who was the voice of the Jets, but uh, they ended up hiring Ken. And uh, he and Ned Martin did the games. The other guy was Mel Parnell that year. And uh, Ken was, you know, popular. Ned was popular, too. Uh, I think I like Ned a little bit better, but Ken was, Ken was a good, he was a nice man. And I think he wrote all that poetry because he was a poet. He later had a show, when the Red Sox went over to WPLM in Plymouth, he later had a show that he continued a little bit after he uh, did the games, and he w- would read poetry of other people and poetry that he wrote. So I think he wrote all that. So he's a very talented guy. Oh, wow. 
And this was obviously a record that you could buy. It sounds like a record or a yeah. videotape that you could buy. It at was some Fleetwood point. Records. They were they were starting this. They started it with the Celtics. The first one I heard about, Havlicek stole the ball, and they had that. And then you could get the Impossible Dream. And they did them for other teams too. They were in Revere, Massachusetts, and people would come in and do, you know, they bring the highlights and they do them. And HGH finally got smart in '67 and said, "Hey, maybe we better record some of this stuff." The stations just didn't record things, and that's why you didn't have albums much until. You know, certain things got recorded, but not much. And uh, HGH got smart. Did you hear the two time tones during the? Yes, uh, during I did. The, yeah. I did. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Did Fleetwood Records also do football? Because that seems to me I remember a Giants football game where they had Marty Glickman and they had uh, some of the <laughs> older Giants players talk about the team as they as they went through the highlights. Would that would have been on Fleetwood Records? I, they would have. Uh, yeah. Any time in the '60s, they were the ones. Everybody went to them because they were the. They put together the album. If you have it. Baseball's first hundred years, narrated by Kurt Gowdy, and they did that. They put and when people would come in, if they didn't have something, now there were no recreations on that album. HGH had all that, but uh, on Fleetwood, sometimes you'll hear recreations of some of the stuff from that baseball album, and they'd have people come in, like Ernie Harwell did something on the Orioles one day because he was in town and he was doing the Tigers. Then, but he had been the voice of the Orioles in '59. They wanted to do something, and and you know, so people did some recreations. So. Uh, yeah, they, they put all this stuff together. They were ahead of their time with that kind of stuff. All right, very good, Chris. Al, you have your hand raised. I know you're unmuted. Go ahead, Al. Okay, everybody can hear me? Yep. yep. Okay, thank you, Bill, for playing that uh, Kate, uh, Ken Coleman. Uh, I thought that Ken Coleman uh, did the Browns games in the 50s on radio, too. But anyway, I, I No, I think it was uh, Bill McCaugan, and then it was Gib Shanley. I think he was always on TV, to my knowledge. Right, okay. Anyway... Uh, I didn't know Ken Coleman was there that long. When did he? Because uh, I remember hearing him back in 1981 during strike. Yeah. Him and John Miller were uh, broadcasters at that time. Oh yeah, he and John Miller had a lot of fun, and and yeah. John he let John Miller clown around on the air. Ken was a pretty straight guy, but he appreciated John's uh, humor. And there's a thing out there where they were trying to do a commercial for Crimson Travel local travel agency and they kept breaking each other up and john was doing voices and it's about a 15 20 minute thing that uh, i've heard and it's really funny so john miller worked with him he worked of course with uh, ned martin for many years and uh, on tv then he went over to tv and uh, because they split it up in 72 when channel 5 lost their license hgh tv so bz hired uh, him and johnny pesky to go over to tv and that left ned martin over on the radio and then later on, uh, you know, he worked at the end from 83 wow. through 89. Ken worked with Joe Castiglione, who's, of course, still with the Red Sox. Right. right. In fact, I remember Ken Coleman did uh, Ohio State football back in 1976 or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah there was a time in uh, there where he, uh, when, when 38 got the TV rights, Dick Stockton was doing them on TV. Ned Martin and Jim Woods were still on the radio. So yeah. Ken was uh, flying around. As a matter of fact, he did Reds games on TV for a couple of years. And right. in 76... He was kind of rooting for the Red Sox, but rooting for the Reds, too, because he was friends with them because he had been doing their games that year. So I can remember doing Ohio State games for one year because they couldn't find uh, somebody uh, to do that because him and the Bob, uh, who's that other guy, the color man, that Bob Conley, I think his name was. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but, yeah, but no, game, he did yeah. go back. And then he got the radio job in 79, and then Martin went over to TV with Ken Harrelson. So that's how he got okay. back on the radio till 89. All right, 89. thank you. Thank you, Al. Thank you very much. Sports. Welcome to our sports show. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Do we have <laughs> but, anybody no, he, else wants to comment on that before we let Jeff introduce his next feature? This one from... 1967. What is it? Same year. Okay. The same year. And that was a good year for me. That was the year I graduated from high school and went on and started at Boston University. So it was a memorable, was going to be a memorable year anyway, but having the Red Sox do that out of the blue and they had had a good second half. And uh, and so people did kind of think maybe they'd finish fifth or so because they've been so terrible for years. And all of a sudden, uh, they, as Ned Martin would put it, he used to use the expression, they caught lightning in a bottle, and uh, they won the pennant. 67 was the year we had our first FM Top 40 station. There you go. That, that made your year. I was the Red Sox. You were the FM Top 40 station. Yeah. So see? <laughs> see, we always shifted we back to the music. 58. Yeah. 67. That was the first year. I think the... Pacers came. I better bring it back a little sports there. The Pacers came oh, to yeah. India. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. My parents hadn't met yet in 67. They hadn't met yet then. <laughs> but you were born in 67? No. No, my no. parents haven't, no, hadn't met yet in 67. No, I'm just I was born, I was born in 72. Yet. Yeah. I'm just messing yeah. with you. They were still show. in high school. My parents were still in high school in 67. No, I'm just messing yet. with you. Hmm. I know, yeah. yeah. All right. So I was a honeymoon baby, though, but that's another story for another show. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on, Sean, please. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go, Jeff. This week, we're taking the virtual time machine back to December 22nd of 1967, and we're going to listen to Quixie and Dixie, WQXI AM in Atlanta, Georgia. And the radio announcer we're going to hear is Gary Granger, who's substituting for Jim Jeffries, who is off enjoying the station Christmas party at the Hyatt House in Atlanta, Georgia. I think you're going to enjoy this radio station. It typifies what radio sounded like back in 1967. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Quixie and Dixie, WQXI AM in Atlanta, Georgia, from December 22nd, 1967, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. It's 6 o'clock. This is WQXI Atlanta News. Mel Longview reporting. It's 37 degrees. The Quixie weather cold. Temperatures are beginning to drop in Georgia with the advance of a cold front that is expected to send readings to freezing. This is Jack Hurst. Keep your eye on the ball. WQXI News Time 606. The Quixie weather word cold. That's cold. Low tonight 26 degrees. High tomorrow 45. Airport weather overcast. Operations normal. It's 37 degrees and more of Atlanta's most popular music with Gary Granger. WQXI, Merry Christmas time. It's Gary Granger. For Jim Jeffries, who took the night off to get on. Save on all your holiday food needs at Kroger. The Kroger Revolution means the lowest overall food prices in town. You'll save with Kroger's revolutionary low prices and get top value stamps. Take the whole family to see Walt Disney's wonderful new cartoon movie, The Jungle Book. Featuring the voice of Bill Harris as Baloo, the fun-loving bear. Look for the bear necessities. Louis Prima gives voice to King Louis of the Apes. Now I'm the king of the swingers, the jungle VIP. George Sanders is heard as Shere Khan, the tiger. How interesting. See Walt Disney's The Jungle Book. It's great. I saw it last week. The Jungle Book, now showing at the Cherokee Theater in the Cherokee Plaza. 
Yes, this week, Nancy Bill of O'Keefe High School, Saturday night, tomorrow, on the Gary Granger Show on WQXI. In just one year, more people have switched to Mercury Cougar than any other car in its class. The Big Cat, a roaring success. Get it today at your Mercury dealers. Christmas party. <laughs> I devoted my time tonight where I could uh, put the tongue out to, to do a little Christmas shopping. He will be out in the area tonight, and if you're doing your shopping, be on the lookout for the tongue. Okay? We'll let him out about 7.15, and he'll be wandering around the area, uh, maybe even where you're doing your shopping. If you see him, walk up and say hello to him. He's a nice guy. Before you look anywhere for speed equipment, head your wheels to American Auto Parts. Whenever you need a thingamajig for that, watch him a call out on your car. Go to American Auto Parts. 
Columbia Pictures in Technicolor. Suggested for mature audience. You gotta see it now showing at the Roxy Theater. Drive with extreme caution, wrap up. Oh, it's cold out there. This is Wilson Pickett, and I'm in love. Show up in love. <laughs> Sock it to you, one time. WQXI, Merry Christmas time. 261-2970. The Quixie dedication line is open right now. Be the first to call. The dedication line is as busy tonight as Christmas shoppers are. Believe me, but if you can, call me. 261-2970. Be number one. Once you're only at the Old Municipal Auditorium. Get advanced sale tickets now, a favorite.
this artist presentation. On the Quincy Dedication Hotline, hello there. Who is calling? Jamask Avenger, Lakeshore High. How's everything at Lakeshore? Just fine. Just is fine. it? Okay. Have you, are you having a Merry Christmas? Yeah, I'm having a good Christmas. Have you bought all of your Christmas presents or whatever? I think so. Good. For whom are your dedications? The Masked Avenger? Well, I'd like to wish a Merry Christmas to each and all the students of Lakeshore High. All right. It's a good start. Who else? And I guess I'll wish a very Merry Christmas for the other high schools, but it's hard to do. Okay, and we'll wish a Merry Christmas for you too, okay? okay. And I hope you have one. Thank you very much for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. 26, high tomorrow, 45. Right now, believe it or not, 37 degrees in Atlanta, 30 degrees <laughs> colder than it was this time last night. It was 67 degrees at 7 o'clock last evening. 37 right now, and it's going to get colder. As a public service, we present some Christmas gift suggestions for the young man who has everything. Right. Oh, believe me, available at all Atlanta Walgreens drugstores. The Jim Jeffries Show Spotlight Sharon Wilkie of Georgia Tech, the young American of the day on WQXI. Shopping, buying everything in sight. WQXI, Merry Christmas time. Gary Granger for Jeffries on a Friday night. Tonight at 7.15, we'll once again let the tongue free to roam around Atlanta. And in case you haven't heard or seen the tongue yet, we'll give you a little example of what the tongue sounds like. We have a microphone set up in his cage. And this is what the tongue will sound like. Maybe you'll be able to uh, to identify him by this. If you can't identify him by uh, the, uh, let's see, seven feet tall. Um, he has short legs, big feet. Uh, he wears marine combat boots and he's carrying a flashlight. If you can't identify him by sight, maybe by sound. And now, Carousel. I thought you made it yourself. Save up to $1,000 on company executive and demonstrator cards. 
you go. Memories of Top 40 Radio is heard on radio station WQXI AM in Atlanta, Georgia from December 22nd, 1967. And the radio announcer was Gary Granger. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a featured air check that you'd like me to present, I'll try to get it on for you. Why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem, Bill. I kind of like that that station. Uh, I never got to hear them because uh, I never got to Atlanta. And uh, so it's an interesting station because you get to hear what, what it sounds like uh, over over the years. And they certainly have changed over the years. When they when they were top 40, they, they became, you know, much different back in the 70s when they had Gary McKee doing the morning show. So it was definitely a very interesting radio station. And for those who are into Drake people, Tony, Ta- Tony Taylor, who worked at WORFM, was Tony the Tiger Taylor doing mornings at WQXI back in the 60s as well. And they were talking about DDR. DDR stood for the Dr. Don Rose Show. I, th- I thought it was a unique air check in that there were no oldies, and there was no British song all the whole time. And that was uh, pretty That unusual. surprised me a lot. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of strange. Yeah, that's true. And, and... And they only played three Christmas songs during that half, during that particular segment. That were the Brian Highland one, the Ray Conniff one, and the Drummer Boy. That was the three yes, Christmas songs. Yes, and that's about that, typical. That, even though it's December twenty second, that's kind of what they did. You're right, Gary. Yeah. So, okay, Jerry, and, uh, can you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Uh, well, it's nice to hear in Dr. Donald D. Rose briefly. I used to wake up with him and Lula Bell and the cow <laughs> when I was a. In my junior and senior year at Overbrook on WFIL. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jerry. Yep. Every and morning. I... What's on What's on 790 in Atlanta now? Um, I, I think they're I, Korean. Yeah, or I something think so. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that 790 is an interesting frequency because you got all those clear channels just to the left of them and everything, and but there they are at 790 on all the stations. We had one in Providence. There's one, of course, there was one in Miami. There, you know, there's smaller 5,000-watt stations sort of thrown in Houston. Yeah. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Thrown in, and, and, you know, Lubbock in that Scotland. little, like, here's 780 on one side and CKLW on the other. And there they are in their little uh, niche with the 5,000-watt stations. And they, there were yep. two top 40 stations in Atlanta back then. It was WQXI, uh, uh, and then it was WPLO that was top 40 in Atlanta as well. And on 790, there, there's an interesting story. There were two people who worked there during the all-night show. They were twins, Bob, I mean, Tom and Paul Collins, the Collins twins. And I have an air check of them, and we'll do them in the future. Oh, Where's w, where was WPLO on the dial? I don't remember the frequency, but they definitely five were. something, I think, way yeah. down, like oh, five 580 something. or 580, I oh. think, or 590, okay. somewhere around there. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I like the stations from the south because they're they're always just a little bit different. They play a little, little bit more soul than some of the stations in the yeah. north, and so I kind of I kind of thought they were pretty good. Most most of that stuff. The only one I didn't recognize was the Wilson Pickett. Other than that, they were all being played here, you know, at some point or another, including uh, Birds of a Feather. We had that one, and you don't hear that that much. Yeah, that was, that that was pretty good back then. All right, Walter, yeah. come uh, come on in, Walt. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, th- uh, when they were listing all those people on in the in, on the, I heard the name of Joe Kelly mentioned. Would that be the same uh, guy as the image guy that uh, does all the used to do all the uh, like all uh, the rock stations? Yeah, I doubt it, but I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that question. What a voice! What I did hear voice. Chris Stevens on there who works at WLS later. That's oh, Chris. okay. 
Yeah, Chris Eric Stevens. Chris Eric the, Stevens. Yeah, probably probably the same guy, Gary. Yes. Yeah, it sounded like just a brief bit I heard of his voice. So. Mm-hmm. And and you know this one thing about them because I know we got to go on get going here was that that the weekend announcers, you don't see that today, but the weekend announcers sounded just as good as the weekday oh, announcers. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think the the weekend announcer on uh, Vivo Five Point Seven sounds. Yeah, he sounds pretty. Uh, he's well, okay. Right. Yeah, he's of okay. course. Uh, I, mean, I think he sounds better a little than the bit, weekday but, people. <laughs> but, but, but I'm not trying to say you know, But in many markets, Bernie, I'm not talking. The weekend guy on uh, B105.7, what he does is he screws up just a little bit so that the full-time people sound better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Basically, yeah, with our stations, BZ and MEX anyway, and I think RKO too, they never really had weekend guys too much. They pretty much worked six-day shifts, you know, and just re- maybe they recorded stuff sometimes. KLIF they, they had a weekend. Really, they had two weekenders. Well, and WMCA had two weekend people uh, for most of the time. They had either uh, Ed Bear was always the one. Frank Stickle or Bill Beamish, and but they but Ed Bear also did news, and and Frank Stickle did news on the on the on in the evenings occasionally. So they and and about other radio stations like uh, like you're right, like W uh, like WORFM. They didn't they they didn't really didn't have any weekend people. They they, yeah. they they had longer shifts for the weekday people on Saturday and Sunday. Right, and the other interesting thing was they really did value their request line because. You could have, I mean, in 67, I mean, Memmy X was doing it in the early 60s. You could have recorded, you know, he could have gone to the party, too. They could have recorded a, uh, a show, and uh, but they just wanted to have people there for the work request line. So, I think recording a, a show back in the shark I think recording those shows is a little more difficult than you might think, because you got to get the time and all that <laughs> stuff just right, and, and it's a little harder than, than you think. I'm not sure now. I would love to hear one of those recorded shows because they did them on MEX on the weekends, and I, I like uh, Arnie Ginsberg did his top twenty and right. Fenway. Right. But I don't remember if they gave the time. That's a good question. I'd love to hear it. Oh, uh, they now. did. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, a, there's an air check of Charlie Tuna floating around, and I have it of, of him on WMEX, and that was a Sunday show that was mm-hmm. recorded. So, but did, did he did he give it the would, time? He did. Okay. I did a I did a countdown show at one time called the Indie Top Twenty, and uh, I really wanted to go to the lake with my parents. And the show was a two-hour countdown show on Friday afternoon, so I recorded the entire show on two reels of tape. Somebody had to run it, of course, but I actually <laughs> I moved my watch <laughs> forward throughout the hour so that I knew what time it was. Mm-hmm. Assuming the show started at four, and that's that's how I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ricky. Well, turn it over to you, Bill. All right, Jeff. We'll get ready to wrap it up. We'll be back next week for more breaking news and all kinds of news stories, and who knows what we'll have to talk about. And thank the panel thank all the callers thank you everyone just no more cinnamon bear please all right (laughs) i'm gonna give all those to bernie (laughs) yeah and then you can destroy him okay (laughs) all right all right jeff so what do we got coming up here you're well i always do it i always try to in my future station segment to let you know what's happening in radio by let you know what's being aired on radio stations or on the internet. And this is holiday season radio where iHeart took various radio announcers from some of their 
different stations, and they put them on this radio station playing Christmas music, and we're going to hear Murphy, Sam, and Jody, uh, and they, they do a syndicated morning show. They're from the South, and they do a syndicated morning show on a lot of the stations in the South. So I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. It's I not think just, we'll enjoy it. Did you take away the roadblocks? I think so. Okay. All right. Here we go. Thank you so much. This week in my featured station segment, we're going to show how a radio company celebrates Christmas. iHeartMedia celebrates Christmas with a number of different holiday channels. But the most interesting one is the one called Holiday Season Radio, where iHeartRadio artists present Christmas music. This week we're going to hear how Murphy, Sam, and Jody celebrate Christmas. Murphy, Sam, and Jody produce a syndicated morning show that's heard throughout the United States. So without further ado, let's hear how Murphy, Sam, and Jody sound on Holiday Season Radio on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Happy Holidays from iHeartRadio. If it's new and you can eat it, Sam's found it. He's the food dude. Brought to you by Eggland's Best. Uh, this is a contest that I think I will enter. I don't enter a lot of contests, but yeah. it's McDonald's and it's free food for life. What? That's right. Life. L-I-F-E. Okay. Uh, the, it's the McGold card. And if you win the McGold card, it's a contest you sign up for. If you win the McGold card, you yes. get free McDonald's for life. Oh, you could, could, could you? Let's Let me just give say, you the fine print here uh, before you say, start. Is it subject to restrictions? It's based on two meals per week for 50 years. Uh, okay. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, could you share it? Like, if you, ha- if you have the gold card and I wanted to have my friend use it for one week, could I loan it to you? I guess, you as long as they free? don't, unless your name's printed on it. Okay. It looks like a real credit card. By the oh. way, if you want to win this, uh, you buy something in the mobile app. Uh, between now and the end of uh, between now and Christmas. Cool. So if, it, if it's good for fifty years, yeah. then that means if you're like seventy five <laughs> years old right now, you should probably include it in your will. Yeah, unless pass you're planning it down to, live, to your favorite person. Yeah, unless you're planning to live to be one hundred and twenty five, right? Yeah. Let me just say, Murphy loves fast food apps. He pulls up to fast food all the time, and he tells the girls in the back, "Look, our girls, look, I'm going to order on the app." And they're like, "You're here. You don't need to order." He's like, "No, I'm going to order the app. Wait." What time does that save if you're there? I don't know. Well, it's, I think Jody's talking about my fascination with Sonic and the car. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, that's to different. Me, I love the fact that I can specify the, you know, the number of my, what do, you, what do they call the stall. that? Your stall. That's what yeah. it is, a stall. That and my license plate. I mean, it's easy. Uh-huh. And plus, I'm one who's prone to screw up an order over a speaker. Yeah. You know? It's true. You know what I mean? So it's with the app, I'm in control. It's printed and you can see it and yes. hit go. Okay. <laughs> well, sign up for the free McDonald's Yay! card. KFC's testing out funnel cake fries at a, a number of locations in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know what funnel cake fries are. I, they, they sound uh, like funnel cakes. Fried strips fries, and yeah. just dusted in powdered sugar. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's is the time of year Wendy's offers their frosty tag. What's that mean? Two dollars. It's a little tag you put on your keychain. You can get it through the. You can only buy it through the Wendy's app right now. Of course, the there the goes with the apps again. See? It's only okay. two bucks. You okay. put it on your keychain and you get free frosties for the year. It's the little <gasps> junior frosties. That is oh, a great wow. gift for like a yeah. teenager. Like whenever you go in and order from Wendy's, throw on a free frosty. And right now they got the peppermint ones too. Okay. You're probably going to be prone to buy fries with that anyway, right? So you can yeah. dip it in your frosty. And Red Lobster, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I know your favorites, Andy. They finally figured this one out. Mix in the Cheddar Bay Biscuit mix with their shrimp. 
So now it's cheddar bay shrimp, fried shrimp. Oh, battered. Yeah. Oh, that oh. is smart. Wow. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Jody has your next Hollywood Outsider at 820. Coming up next, though, coming to you, Davina, 877-310-4MSJ. If you're a foodie, we've got your man. Sam is the food dude on Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Holiday season radio. Zero commercials. Christmas memories. Frosty the Snowman would come on and I would cry when he would melt because it was sad. Holiday season radio, commercial free radio. I Heart Radio's Holiday Season Radio with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Join us anytime, 877 310 4MSJ. How are you, Davina? I am doing great. Um, it's been a wonderful Thanksgiving season, and it's shaping up to be a pretty nice Christmas, too, for a change. Yes. But you were asking a question about long-living dogs. Yes. <laughs> and I had a beautiful Tweenie Dotson. Her name was Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. She was a gift from my, from my husband for Valentine's Day. Sweet. And we had to put her down the year of COVID. Uh, um, she was 18 and a half years old. Wow. Wow. And she, she was the sweetest dog in the world. Yes. This dog, what she had as a puppy, mm-hmm. her behavior, her attitude, everything, it carried all the way through to her old age. She was never snippy. Love it. She loved children. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was just she was just the greatest dog in the world. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like the perfect I, dog. It broke my heart to lose her. No kidding. But 18 years is a very long time for a pet, for a dog. Yeah, and she, she is. She was my baby. We called her Shy Shy. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. I'm sorry you lost her, but I'm so glad you had her. One of the, my favorite oh, yeah, things. That, one of the favorite things I've ever heard about dogs, and it's true, is that we don't deserve dogs. No. You know, they're so they, faithful companions. I don't think we do. No, we don't. Well, Davina, thank you for this. Yes, and you guys have a wonderful Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before then. Thank you, Davina. We appreciate that. You know, for Dachshund, any Dachshund that I've ever known has been kind of a... If they don't like mean. you, they don't like you. Yeah, you know what Dachshunds I mean? Dachshunds are mean. Yeah, when, when I was growing oh. up, our neighbors had a Dachshund named Fudgy. Oh. And, you know, Fudgy was... He didn't like ATVs for one thing, and he made. He didn't like you either, did he? No, he didn't. (laughs) But but he didn't like ATVs, and I actually watched him charge one one time. Like this is not going to turn out good. Um, Fortunately, he was not hurt. Yeah, he was rolled, but he wasn't hurt. That was out of fear, I'm sure. for poor fudge. Now, back to more of your Christmas favorites. Remember, download the free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts. Holiday Season Radio. Continuous holiday music. What does Christmas mean to you? Actually, you know what? Tradition is... Uh, Come home and we open presents. There's Christmas crackers. My grandparents. <laughs> Pictionary. You pop them and they have the little toys come out. Yeah, crack. On Sunday, my husband cooks. <laughs> Holiday Season Radio, commercial free. Your soundtrack for the holiday season. Holiday Season Radio, zero commercials.
holiday season radio on iHeartRadio with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Here's what's trending. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Powered by Ulta. I am so excited to hear this for Sylvester Stallone and for all the, for me, for all the audience. <laughs> um, Tulsa King, the new Taylor Sheridan show. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Has been renewed already for a second season. When I was 17, I wanted to be a gangster. Boom. Murph- I married this Murphy life. and I watched and this first episode, yeah. and we are hooked. I'm like, can we watch another episode tonight? Can we please? Can does we he please? really act in it, or is he just no. walking through going, okay. it's the best it is. Okay, you're going to, because you have that filter for him, you're <laughs> going to see it that way. However, I think he's acting. I believe he, I believe it. <laughs> I think he's acting. It's, it's so good, Sam. It's so yeah. smart and funny, and it's believable Has and great. Anybody seen Apollo? 3.7 million people watched it. That beat HBO's wow. House of the Dragon as Cable's highest rated series debut this year. What? Your smart device can put you in a festive mood anywhere, anytime. Download the free iHeartRadio app for all your music radio and podcasts. Holiday season radio, commercial free radio. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Holiday season radio, continuous holiday music. Well, there you go. Murphy, Sam, and Jody has heard on holiday season radio from iHeartRadio. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a featured station you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.